Hi there, and welcome to the Peter Griffin Side Boob Hour. A wonderful look back on all the partial nudity network television used to offer. Look at that side boob. Check out this side boob. How about that side boob? That turn you on? Well, it shouldn't, because that's my side boob. Yo, we tackle very serious issues over here at Cal and KO, and right now, this is no different. Everything is serious. Everything is serious, and today the serious topic is Simpsons versus Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't discredit the Simpsons. They've been they're like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. They've been doing it the longest, most points scored. They're a pretty they're a pretty solid establishment. The Tom Brady. They're the they're the they are, they're the GOAT. Oh, it's never gonna be nine o'clock. Oh, no. Thank God you're here. We'd like to come in and drink, please. They definitely are. I mean, I'm not talking just animation, I'm talking sitcoms. Yeah. It's the longest running sitcom. It's, it's straight up the longest running sitcom. I just don't see how they're relevant anymore. How many scenarios can they go through? I mean, you can use real life scenarios and they can always carry you over, but an animation can only go so far when they're talking about certain things. That's what I thought. And then Family Guy came along, controversial, covered a lot of topics of, of you know references back to 1980s. I know everybody teases uh, Seth MacFarlane for always having references to 1980s things, but that's our generation that we grew up in, our genre. Like That's the people that are watching your show. Yep, it's yep. not for your kids, but it's animation, so your kids will watch it with you, but they don't understand what's going on, all the references to all the inside jokes. Imagine talking to people that have been friends for 30 years, and all of a sudden now you can hear their inside jokes. That's what Family Guy is for us, our generation. The Generation Y or X, whatever they are, the, the young people now, they don't get the inside jokes, so they don't watch Family Guy the same way. They watch it for like the, the comedy or whatever. You know what I mean? It's a different comedy it's, for they, us. Yeah, they watch it them. different. I, I can see that. The Simpsons were cool, and if it wasn't for The Simpsons, we wouldn't have got The Family Guy. True. And we wouldn't have gotten a one I think has slept on is South Park. Because Lazy The Simpsons. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say The Simpsons are like, they're the mainstream. How do you do it, Homer? How do you silence that little voice that says, Think. You mean Lisa? Oh, no, I mean, I mean common sense. Oh, that. That can be treated with our good friend alcohol. Right? Yeah. Family Guy would be the mixtape version of it. Ah. You should spend some time with our kids, Peter, and with me. Well, well what can me and you do together? <laughs> Lois, you've got a sick mind. Peter, I'm talking about making love. Oh, Oh, I thought you wanted us to murder the children and harvest their organs for beer money. You feel me? Yeah. And then South Park is like, they're straight YouTube. Like you're, they're, it's yeah, not even okay. getting pressed. It's yeah. straight YouTube. They're yeah. that grimy. Well, I'm warning you. Okay, okay. I'm getting pretty sick of him calling my mom. Well, because mama bitch, she's a big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. She's a stupid bitch. And that was a bitch. She's a bitch. Too wild. That boy's a girl. Shut your fucking mouth, Carmen. She's a bitch on Tuesday, she's a bitch and Wednesday to Saturday, she's a bitch Then on Sunday, just to be different, she's a super king, come a me a bitch uh, I like that they all get topical I think Seth MacFarlane's writing is off the chain Oh yeah and, I mean, his, the way he pulls pulls in jokes And real quick ones I think Family Guy's on point I think Family, Yeah, I think Family Guy is way better than The Simpsons, my opinion Yeah, but I, think, I agree but I think South Park gets slept on, bro. So slept on because they take it a step further than even Seth MacFarlane does. You said sometimes people need surgery to make them feel better about themselves. Yes, but Kyle! Well, all my life I felt I was black. I listen to hip-hop, I watch UPN, and I love playing basketball. I mean, 
Seth MacFarlane is wittier with his quick jokes that he throws into the main story yeah. of the of the episode, where where South Park hits a topic and they hit that topic hard for an episode. Like when yeah. they went in on like the Scientology and they were kind of banging <laughs> on uh, Tom Cruise and Travolta for I being stuck in the closet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Dad, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. What? Mr. Cruz? Mr. Cruz, come out of the closet. No, I'm never coming out. Tom Cruz, this is Park County Police. Please come out of the closet. Everybody here just wants you to come out of the closet, Tom. We're still not exactly sure why Tom Cruise is in the closet, but I'm being joined now by famous singer-songwriter R. Kelly. Well, I was just standing here, and Tom Cruise locked himself in the closet. Ask myself, why won't Tom Cruise just come out the closet? But nobody has no answers. Tom! Hey, Tom, it's John Travolta. Oh, hey, John. Tom, you gotta come out of the closet. Oh, my God. Okay, it's like, if you don't come out, can I at least come in and talk to you? Well, okay, but no tricks. No tricks. Hey, it's really nice in here. Yeah, see? I feel really safe. Oh, my God. Tom, it now appears that John Travolta is also in the closet, and he refuses to come out. That kind of stuff. Or when they made fun of Kanye about the fish sticks. Yeah. I mean, they go they, they go in. My joke would... I think mine would be South Park 1. What in the hell are you talking about? You don't have a soul. Family Guy 2. One over... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, now... I can, as an offshoot, just as, a, as an outlier, uh, a red herring, a dark horse, American Dad. I never really got into American Dad that much. I mean, I respect it, but it's I not... Think, I think Roger is the funniest person on TV. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Roger is Al Bundy. Okay, I can get down with that. Yeah, man. Roger literally is Al Bundy. They've got some very grown-up animated shows now. Yes. Even on Netflix. So, so that's what I was thinking, was that... My opinion of Simpsons was the fact that I used to watch Simpsons as a kid. So I sought for that humor of, you know, animation as a kid. But there were some grown-up jokes in there that I didn't get. And then now as an adult, I haven't gone back and watched Simpsons until I saw the Simpsons Family Guy crossover. I watched it. I was like, hey, you know, that's kind of, this is stuff that Homer and Marge have been saying that's kind of like subtle. They were married with children. Out of my way, jerk ass! I can't believe you don't shut up. Simpsons yes. married with children. Yes. I got married with children because it was an animation, so I got the, the satire of like the struggle of a middle-class family trying to fit in their roles as they're supposed to be roles, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And I think Simpsons did that because Simpsons always gets credit for predicting the future. Yes. A I lot mean, of the stuff. A lot of, you've seen that. Trump yeah. being president. There's somebody that just put out a quick little video that was on like Facebook and some of the social platforms where it's like, the Simpsons predicted this 25 years ago. Yeah. Simpsons predicted this 10 years ago. And yeah. cer certain things, they were ahead of their time with it. But again, they're writing it as jokes. Like for it, for them to predict the future means that what they were writing was so far fetched that it actually became a reality. That's the problem to yeah. me. Like that, <laughs> that actually became real. Yeah. Um, I think Seth MacFarlane's the best writer. I think Family Guy's the best all around. Okay. I think I prefer South Park. Yeah. What I like about Family Guy is it has the family dynamic, which never gets old. There's a lot of different avenues you can take that between the dad, the mom, the kids, Brian, the dog. You've got a lot of different things. South Park, it's just four kids. Yeah. And their other kid friends. 
and then they get into the teachers. Yeah. But I think they're unapologetic as very far much. as the topics that they hit and the way that they hit them, which is yeah. very much needed. What do you guys think? What are your uh, What are your opinions on the animated shows that we were talking about? Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, and are there other ones that we are we're missing out on? Because Netflix has got a gang of them now too. Yeah. We'll try to quiet the kid down, and we'll get back yeah. to you. If I say warriors, warriors. If I say warriors, warriors. If I say warriors, warriors. All right, it's Cal and KO. It's brought to you by Anchor. We always appreciate you for checking in with us. Uh, KO's not here, so I take advantage of the situation and I talk sports because he's not that interested in sports especially when they don't have to do with football um so we're talking nba basketball and i got the homie kung fu kenny in the building what it do not kendrick lamar kung fu kenny this dude's been you know taking taekwondo since the sixth grade (laughs) okay i might be making that up i might be making that up i took karate okay you can get a little closer to that mike don't be scared (laughs) don't be scared uh we ain't scared of mike now all right so the homies from the town so he is, we got another Warriors fan in the building, just you so know you it. know. So that's, it's the end of the first half of the basketball season. All-Star weekend is this weekend. I'll Kung, be there. Kung Fu Kenny's going to be going. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be up in there thinking I'm in the VIP. You know, I'm going to make it VIP. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there it is. You got to do that. I'm in a bucket, but I'm riding it like it's a Benz. <laughs> so let's go through the, the first half and talk about some of the teams. Not all the teams, because... I have a rule where I don't really talk about the teams that are like have trash records. I'm not saying they're a trash team. I don't want to piss any fan bases off. But if your team, no, trash teams out. But there. if there's, we, if your not, team we has, can't a, piss nobody off. If you got a trash, we sat through trash for a long time. If you got a trash record, you got a trash record. Just what it is. They yeah. might be entertaining. But you got a trash record. You got a trash record. So, so we're not going to get mentioned. We talk about contenders. Um, so let's go with the Western Conference first. And I'm not starting with any particular order. Like best off of best to worst, we already know the Dubs are the best. Although they now are half a game in so second why, place. So we but, start with the West because that's your team. Yeah, but let's let's start with like who I believe honestly will be the the Dubs' biggest competition moving forward. It's not the number one seed, Houston Rockets. We'll talk about them later. It's Oklahoma City Thunder. They lead the NBA in steals, offensive rebounds. They're long. They're athletic on defense. They can switch men. Russ and PG-13 have seemed to figure it out as far as how they're going to get their shine and when they they when, when they style out. Melo, questionable on Melo. He got old hella quick, in my opinion. Um, but Steven Adams is a game changer, especially when they go against the dubs, because that guy is an absolute beast down low, and there's nothing they can do with him. I think they have the formula to beat the Warriors with with the roster they have having two closing superstars that can shine at any moment and then their defense is built where they're long and athletic and they could possibly switch and give the Warriors fits and with Steven Adams being able to grab offensive boards and give them second chances when the, when Russ is maybe shooting them out the gym that that gives that gives the Warriors a problem styles make fights I don't think they're the, the second best team in the Western Conference but that's what I think of OKC. It's just an issue of will they figure it out? Will they get it together? 
Will Melo step up and be a consistent third option? Your thoughts on the Thunder, Kenny? Will the Thunder even see Golden State during the playoff run? Like, are they going to get past Houston if they end up having to play Houston first because of their seating? Because right now, where are they? They're they're what fifth? Yeah. And the the Dubs are second, but we know we know they know the importance of seating. They're gonna, they're going to get it done. They're they're going to end the Western Conference as the number one seed. Okay, so now we got to see if they're even going to get that far. And if they do get that far, do I think they're going to beat them? No. Am I being a homer? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. See, Russell Westbrook and Paul George are two players who couldn't get it done on their own and have come together and don't have a winning formula to get it done on that level. They're really, really good. They're not going to beat that team. Well, okay. It's it's going to be hard to pick anybody that, that can flat out beat the Warriors. We're not being homers and saying that. They just play the game right. well. And over seven games, and can they stay consistent enough to do that? Can they, Do I think they'll sweep them? No. I, I don't think the Warriors would sweep the Thunder if they met them up. Is it going past six? I highly doubt it. Okay. We'll move on. <laughs> Golden State, of course. My problems, uh, since they already know how I feel about the Warriors, I'm not going to brag about why they're good or why they're going to repeat. I'm going to pre- I'm going to talk about the problems that I see with them this year that is really starting to bother me. Okay. As which would lead to why other teams have a chance because everybody's got a puncher's chance. True. My problem with the Dubs is that uh, they have games with high turnovers. They've got seven games where they've got 20-plus turnovers. Speak on it. A lot of careless ball handling and and passing. They they take some of these games for granted. Too many technical fouls. They lead the league in technical fouls. Draymond is first. KD is second in the league. Technical fouls. They have too many slow first-half starts where the other team is coming out ready to play them every single night. And the Dubs, granted, they're champions, and the regular season doesn't mean anything to them, and they know that they're only playing for the playoffs. Yada, yada, yada. Bad habits are contagious, and and the the more you get used to doing things that are bad habits, it becomes your character. Mm-hmm. So these are things that present a problem to me as far as the Warriors. Well, they've always had those turnover problems. Like, yeah, that is that has plagued them ever since. They started getting really traction and realizing that they were that good. They've always had, especially Steph Curry's, very careless with the ball at times. They're not as deep? No, they're not as deep. So there are certain things that if you're careless with the ball, Mm -hmm. if one of your guys has an off night. True. um, And you're not as deep. So Maybe Draymond gets in foul trouble. Is it a switch that they're going to turn on and this is just... Because we've seen this before from championship teams where the the drag of the season kind of gets them because they know they better than everybody else. They know what their ultimate goal is, and they're just waiting for it. Is there a switch that we'll finally see, especially now that we're at the All-Star break? Like, how are they going to finish the second half? Are those things going to get corrected? Is the rest going to kick in some sense of urgency in them realizing, hey, we need to tighten up on our play? Let's go out there and handle business. We know we do. It's about these rings. Very good questions. Hopefully their play gives us positive answers <laughs> on our end as Warriors fans. But we'll move on from there. You know, that's that's the whole point of this. What's going to happen in the second half? 
Houston Rockets number one seed in the Western Conference as of now. All offense, no defense. CP3, Harden, Capella, that trio is pretty unstoppable. They're solid when they're on the court together. D'Antoni coach team, I'm not worried about them. A team that doesn't play defense in the playoffs, I'm not worried about them. The, everyone thinks the Warriors just shoot the ball out the gym and they're all offense. They're top five defensive efficiently efficiency every year. If they're not one offense, they're norm, they're normally one and one offensive and defensive. But Boston's balling this year on defense. Yep. Uh, Utah's doing some things on defense this year. There's some other very stout defensive teams, but the Warriors are right there. Make no mistake about it. So when it comes to trying to beat the Warriors at the Warriors game, I don't see teams winning that way. You're going to have to win doing something that is unique to you. Mm-hmm. And do what you do better than what the Warriors do. A lot of these teams are trying to copycat the Warriors, and they don't have the whole formula. They have an aspect of the formula. They don't have the whole formula. Houston has half of the formula, offense. They need defense, especially in the playoffs when the game slows down. But Chris Paul plays defense. so but Chris Paul's six feet tall. Right. But if they do come across a Warriors team that decides to have a few games where they want to get careless with the ball... And you get a step up in play defensive wise from Chris Paul because he can agitate the, uh, your poison point guards. He can agitate Steph. He can get up on Clay. He's feisty, and yeah. that's and, that, and that's going to give him that makes him taller than what he is. Capella's got Capella plays D. Capella they plays got, D. Uh, PJ Tucker. He plays D. Yeah. So but the the defensive scheme. Um, no, and the yeah, it's, it's look, a D'Antoni team. It's yeah, a D'Antoni it's, team. It's a D'Antoni and, even, team. And, even, and even this D'Antoni team is different. There's not a lot of cutting. There's Harden holding the ball or Chris Paul holding the ball. There's a pick and roll, and then they kick it to an open guy if they're not taking it to the rack and finishing. Mm -hmm. What if your role players are missing shots? And then everybody's prone to having an off night. If the Warriors, if Steph Curry scores 25, that's not that bad because we got a whole bunch of snipers. If KD scores 25, it's not that bad. Whole bunch of snipers. Clay Thompson the same way, but if Harden only scores twenty five points, that team will lose more times than not when they're playing the Dubs, because he's going to have to play out of his fucking mind for them oh. to stay oh, in absolutely. it with the Dubs. Absolutely, and we're gonna, absolutely. And this I, is this is this is one of those. It's going to be an exciting five game series. You know, <laughs> it's going to be an exciting five game series. Shots fired, bang bang. Because five games, we're we're, we're going to see the game where you know the Dallas had their turnovers, blah blah blah. Came close, but it's playoff basketball. We just get we we clamp down those last two to three minutes of D that we really need to play. We put that lock on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you win by five or something like that. Then you go have a game where because they don't play D, and they really don't have a firepower like we had a firepower. And 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 the splash triplets rain down on them, you know, and they get blown off the court. That's just that's just how it's going. Okay, I don't I don't want every when I bring up these teams, I don't want it to always work its way back to the Dubs. So keep that in mind, Homer. Um, (laughs) Minnesota Timberwolves are they really legit? They're currently the number four seed. Wiggins, Butler, Cat. They've got a trio of of stars. That seems to be the formula. Okay. You see what I'm getting? Like I'm getting at. So they have D. They have youth. They have the mix of veterans. Are they really contenders? That's just I'm putting it out there. 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I'm surprised that they're the number four seed. I knew I expected them to be good. I expected them to be better. But number four seed in the West, to me, well, you are. Yeah. You're doing. You're, you're doing, doing your more. Job. You're doing. You're doing more. I mean, they got Jimmy Butler. They got Tibbs. I mean, this is basically he put together what he did in Chicago all those years ago when he had Derrick Rose, and they were really, really good. We know that he can get them to play defense. Right, so that's what he's about. He's about playing that defense. So at the end of the day, yeah, they have a chance because they can shut you down. You know, they'll 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 get in there, they'll play that D, and if they get a good enough game out of their players where they can score some points, they're going to beat you because they can completely stop you. And if you're off and they're stopping you, that, that's the that's the difference right there. And that's a problem. Yeah. And then the last team I want to bring up in the Western Conference is Utah. Defense, defense, defense. Length, Donovan Mitchell's probably the rookie of the year. I mean, a lot of people are already saying Ben Simmons, but Donovan Mitchell is balling out of out of control, right? Right. Um, I'm not saying they're really a contender, but they have the longest winning streak right now in the NBA. They've beaten the Dubs. They've beaten all of the teams that we consider contenders. So they just they deserve to be mentioned for some reason. Even though I look your excuse because. I don't even see them in the top. Where are they? We only got the top nine up here. Yeah, they're uh, ten. They're 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 ten. They're above five hundred. Okay, they're, so that, that doesn't make them complete trash if they're above five hundred. They're so above. They can get talked about. You know, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. That, that, so they well, started you know, out trash, and they're the after Valentine's. Day. And they are and they are getting they are getting less trash. They're above five hundred on a winning streak. They're trailing the Clippers and the Pelicans. The Clippers. Are not going to stay where they're at. Yeah, I don't think the they, Clippers yeah, are going to yeah, get better. Need, I don't even know why you the, said Clippers right okay, now. That, well, this is what I'm getting at. Basketball. Okay, because you question the Jazz, and they're technically below the Clippers and the Pelicans. I think the uh, Clippers are going to be on the downslide. I think the Pelicans are going to be on the downslide going into the second half, which leaves room for Utah to actually do something and be relevant and sneak in. So, are you saying Utah is going to finish the season in the eight seed? Yep. Since you're putting me on the spot, yep, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the seventh. Because Denver is number seven, and Denver is a really young team, but they're like old school warriors. They live by the three, die by the three, absolutely no defense, and they usually die by the three more than they live by it. So, depending on what happens with Denver, they're young enough to fuck up. So, yeah, I will say Utah will at least be number eight. They could get to seven. And that's how they made the conversation. Yep. Oh, and wow. that's how we wrap up the Western Conference over here. First half, Callan KO minus KO, Kung Fu Kenny in the building. We coming back and we talk in the East. It's Callan KO. We're brought to you by Anchor. KO's not here. I'm talking basketball with the homie Kung Fu Kenny, homie from the town. That yep. would be Oakland, California, if you do not know. In case they didn't know, now they know. Right. Um, we already covered the Western Conference. I want to get into the East, but this time I'm going to mix it up a little bit. What I was surprised about the East was when I was looking at the conference and moving forward in the second half and in the playoffs, I'm actually more excited about the Eastern Conference than I am the Western Conference, and that's rare. Uh, we know that I feel like the Western Conference is a stronger conference. That's been the rep for the last at least decade. But then you start looking at the records in the East, and they're go they're all getting they're getting up there. And then some of the teams at the bottom, 
are to me the most intriguing teams there isn't that big of a gap from the bottom feeders to the middle of the pack in the eastern conference playoff standings so we're going to start this break at the bottom detroit one game under 500 for the season but they're four and two with the blake show and drummond so are they going to keep moving there isn't a big gap between nine eight and seven Will Detroit be the team to get the, the last playoff spot, or will they move up further than that? This should be interesting. That's going to be interesting to see, yeah. right? Drummond's a step up from DeAndre Jordan. Yes, They're kind is. of the same player, but they got Lob City going over there already between those two. And Van, Gun- Van Gundy's a good coach. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Yep. Let's go to the eight. Miami holding on to the last spot, 30-28, and 28, and they just got... Uh, Wade County back there in Miami doing his thing. When I first started thinking about the Eastern Conference, Miami was the number four seed. It just felt like that was a week ago when I'm looking at them and I'm surprised that they were at number four going, what what the fuck are they doing and how are they doing it with pretty much no all-stars? Right. Now they're number eight. So that kind of makes a little bit more sense to me. What's gonna, They're not really a contender, but again, I want to start at the bottom of the bracket and work our way up. Philly, though, at seven is young they're athletic they're getting more confidence as the season goes along they may not be a title contender but they're gonna be fun to watch they're gonna be fun to watch in the playoffs yeah it's it's really wide open none of these teams except the i mean toronto and boston play defense but all the other teams don't really play defense so they can get into a shootout with some other squads and beads like a young uh a young Olajuwon with the footwork. He's nice like that. Yeah. He, um, you just got to trust the process that they're going to entertain you in the playoffs. Yep. They've got a, they've got Simmons. They've got Embiid. Covington, I didn't realize he was that dope. He's pretty He's pretty dope. They got some young, dope kids on this okay. squad. I, I get excited when I watch them. You know, it's it's fun to watch that youth invigorate that team. You nice know, work. With all that they went through. Uh-huh. Okay. Indiana's at six. I like what Oladipo's doing. That's really all I need to say about Indiana. <laughs> That's really it. Uh, number five, Milwaukee. The Greek like that team. Greek freak. Jabari like Parker's like coming back if he's not already back. Uh, Brogdon, Middleton. Uh, I thought that they made a mistake by getting rid of Jay Kidd, but they've I been winning. They've been winning without him. Well, let's, let's That's temporary. It's temporary. Yes. They, th- they think they're going to fire the Jay Kidd, who was the guy that got it rolling. And they're going to find some Steve Kerr out there ready to take them to the promised land. That don't happen for every franchise. Right. The Warriors would have been lucky to keep Mark Jackson if it wasn't for the diamond in the rough that Steve Kerr is. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that there's a bunch of Steve Kerrs out there to take out to, to fill in after you fire your version of the Mark Jackson, which is Jay Kidd, who got it going. He got it going. But nonetheless, that's a young, that's a young, talented team. They're, right now, they're at the five seed, but that's temporary because between three, four, five, and six, that's two games that separates those four teams. Right now, Milwaukee's at five. At four, the Wizards are moving up, and they're doing what, they're, what they were supposed to do at the beginning of the season, which is show that they are a legit contender for the Eastern Conference title. They're doing surprisingly better without John Wall. People are knocking that like they're they need to get rid of John Wall, and I'm like, no, no you guys are bugging. Absurd, yeah. It's just the role players are having more confidence and freedom playing without the guy that they wait to dictate the offense. Right. 
So hopefully those guys will keep that confidence when John Wall comes back. And it makes them it that does, much better. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to see Porter go back into his shell where he's not taking the shots that he's taking now. Mm-hmm. Oubre's no joke. Oubre, I like oh, him. I like you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they got a squad. Yeah, so they I just, got a squad. I want to see Washington do what Washington's supposed to do moving where forward. Where do I think Washington finish? Yep. I think they're going to stay right where they're at. Okay. At the four. Okay. I don't. I between the, the the three teams above them, I think that that's right where they're supposed to be. They should have home field, home court in the first round, and then go from there. Okay. Number three, Cleveland. They're the Eastern Conference champs, of course. They made a lot of. They made big deals at the end of the trade deadline. They got younger. They got more athletic. They lost some skilled players, but they're basically Batman and a whole bunch of motherfucking Robins on the squad. Well, like, really, think about it. It's Le- LeBron and then Robbins. So, what's, I mean, Kevin Love's hurt, but he's out for another month and a half. LeBron's got to take a break, fam. Like, he's got to take a break at some point. He can't play all 48 minutes. Who's going to be the guy that you go, hey, go get us some buckets? Don't go fuck this up Kevin while Love LeBron. When they, when they come back. All right, but that takes time. They're the number three seed, six and a half off of the number one seed, but two games ahead of. Three teams that could pass them in a heartbeat. All Cleveland needs to do is have a bad week and Washington can blow by them. Milwaukee could blow right by them that quick because they've never had defense. They got a little bit better with defense with some of these guys that they got, but they've lost some offense with some of these guys that they got. Mm -hmm. A bunch of Robins worked out for Batman. Shit. All right. Hey, the Warriors got a whole bunch of Batmans. That take turns picking which costume they're going to wear. I'm going to be 92 Batman. Okay. You get to be 1967 Batman. Okay. I'm going to be Christian Bale Batman. You get to be. Uh, I'm not. No, 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 no. I don't want to be Ben Affleck. I don't want to be Ben Affleck. I don't want to be that Batman. Don't make me do that. But it don't matter. We got a bunch of motherfucking Batmans in the Bay. LeBron is the best player on the planet. He is one good player, the best player. Well, they're but, not going to win the Eastern but, Conference anyway, But the thing so. is, yeah, I, I've already said that. They can catch me on the record. I've said that before. I don't think they're going to win the East. But they did make some moves. It'll be interesting to see if they can figure it out in time to at least give LeBron a chance to be the greatest player in the game. Because that's all you want, the greatest player in the game, to give you a chance to stay in it. So that's all they're hoping for right now because they don't have a Kyrie. But then Boston and Toronto. Toronto's now the number one seed. Boston, do they have the offense to compete in a series when teams are playing more offense and less defense? We know they have the defense, but will they have the offense? Kyrie's a bad boy. Jason Tatum's a bad boy. I think Al Horford has the experience and the knowledge to be whatever they need him to be. In a certain game Do I need to just rebound Do I need to just Mm -hmm. Do I need to facilitate Am I popping and shooting With Kevin Love Or am I banging down low To fuck with people Al Horford Gives him versatility I like like The way Boston looks Boston's solid Boston looks real solid They've got An excellent coach I agree I think so too Their length Their versatility The same way I was talking about OKC Being able to switch men on defense Boston's been doing that all year And and the only thing with Boston is uh, Except for the fact that they don't have The offensive explosiveness Which I think people 
are looking too much into. They won 40 games going into the All-Star break. Um, it's just that they're uh, they're they're not proven. They're not established. Tatum is a rookie. That's one person that's established. Horford's established. But, but that's that's all you need sometimes, though. It's just that one person come in there and influence the rest to get them over that hump so they can get established themselves. They have a great coach, Brad Stevens. Dope, yeah. good coach. He and he's running team a, a team scheme over there, not hero ball, where it's my superstar just takes takes turns and gets his points right and everybody stands and watches they play very good team ball which good team ball has been beating good players ball there are a lot of teams that have better players but they don't play as a team and they've been losing to the team that might not have the players but they play right they play and they right win. and they win problem with the warriors is they play right and they have the players it sucks to be everybody else <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we'll wrap it up with Toronto. They're number one. But it doesn't matter with Toronto. It, it, it matters with them showing up and doing it in the playoffs. They're Ooh, normally that remains the, to be seen. They're normally top four in in the, the Eastern Conference standings, go playoffs. But then Lowry decides he don't want to fucking make a single shot. DeRozan can't do too much without Lowry. And they just, they just don't do shit when it comes to the playoffs. So really, the only reason... We're talking about Toronto was out of respect. They're the number one seed temporarily. They got, they got Drake. Come on, man! I don't Drake and drive. I don't Drake and drive. That's why I watch. I watch to see Drake on the sideline. Oh my goodness! It's entertaining. Oh my goodness! It's entertaining. Oh, you said that? I did. You watch basketball yeah. games to watch a dude on the sidelines? Uh, that's the end of the Eastern Conference break. There's really no solid, funny way to come out of that. We're just going to move on. It's Cali KO brought to you by Anchor. That's a, that's a um, NFL code 101 that you don't big time other play- players, even if you think you're the celebrity, the big person, the, the big cheese. You always got to respect the player as if they're just a, a, a fellow brethren in the okay, same I like fraternity. That. I like that. If you big time somebody, you could be a starter, a non-starter, a player, injured player, a, a practice squad. You have to still show respect because you're in that fraternity of NFL players. Yeah, yeah. But even if you're a practice squad guy, you're still of the elite people that can make up to a squad. So if you big time somebody, you're saying, okay, you're just throwing out all the hard work that I've done for myself to get here and making like you're the only person on the planet that, that deserves any kind of credit. Yeah. Um, Richard Sherman did that shit to um, Crabtree in the game, sucking all this shit. And then he saw Crabtree in the offseason and tried to go up to him and say, what's up? And the crowd's like, no, nah, we don't play that shit. You take shit past the limit where it's appropriate. Trash talking is one thing. Yeah. You start threatening people and saying things that you, you're going to like, you know, you get to another level. Okay, well, now you made it personal. You made it real. When I see Nazis season, you know, don't expect me to do anything other than take this as a, a real threat and then handle it uh, appropriately. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he saw him and then he was going to fight him. <laughs> it was going to get real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a mutual respect. That yeah, you, you have so to have far. that. You have to have that in order to play such a violent game. You have to have some sort of, this is the limit Dignity. and I won't go past that limit. And if yeah. I do... Our violent tendencies, all of us in the league have violent tendencies. Like I, it wouldn't put it past myself to, if you cut me off in traffic and then you got your car and, and come to me in a threatening manner, I'm going to break this whole situation down to where I feel comfortable. If that means knocking your head off, well, then so be it. I'm going to knock your head off. 
the moral of the story going. is just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Don't get, don't get, don't get too big. Don't get too big. Don't overstep your. Don't go chasing waterfalls. There's some great poets back in the '90s that said that. There. Sean Merriman told Philip Rivers one time in the locker room. Philip Rivers talking trash in, in practice, and Sean wasn't having a good day. We just lost the game, and then he was saying something. And he made a comment to Sean, and Sean told him like, "Look, I understand you're the starting quarterback, but that doesn't give you the right." To act like I won't kick your ass. He's <laughs> 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 like, yo, there's football, then there's personal shit, and then when you get to that level, I'm just gonna have to kick your ass. He told him politely, "Oh, are you getting all serious?" Said because you're taking it past the limit of where you know it's appropriate, and like, I just, you should probably just tone it back down a little bit. Now, does everybody have a different threshold, or is it like this is just you know, a there's rule. a natural like common sense threshold, where like, okay, you, you do realize that you're pushing a person who weighs 275 pounds. You're saying things that, on a normal circumstances, might make a normal person irate. We all know that we're kind of capable of being. You know, I could demolish yeah. a lot of people, so yeah. you, I'm not going to go that level. So, you have that common sense thing, like, okay, I'm poking the bear a little too much. I need to chill out. I hear that because he's not going to go say that kind of stuff to an unknown on the street. Yeah, he's kind of he knows he's protected within the realms of the status on the of team, the status of the team, yeah. and it's a work environment. It, all that kind of stuff where he's he's protected by that. He wouldn't go saying that to somebody else that looked 275 walking down Garnett. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Nah. Fights happen every now and then and it's like the fights remind people like, <laughs> you can still keep in line. These are still <laughs> people that know how to fight. Me. You can still get <laughs> touched, Tommy. What did it happen? Uh, didn't somebody got cut? Somebody got cut from the Giants, wasn't it? They punched the starter. They broke Geno Smith's face. Yeah, with the Jets. They broke yeah, his yeah. face, bro. Like, <laughs> just if it gets to that point, then somebody had to have done something wrong to instigate that. <laughs> you can't just yeah. talk trash and not fight. Yeah. Come on, man. You don't know how to fight if you're going to talk trash. Bo- Bobby Porter's broke Nico Maritich's face yeah, in the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. Yeah. But, I mean, the Geno Smith one, that was for like $600. Oh, I yeah, know, that was a dumb bet. That's right. I know you got to right. put some respect on somebody's hey, name, but hey, goodness. Hey, I'm not going to lie. When I was in the Niners, we used to play craps all the time. And I'm talking these bets. There's only like a $3 bet here and there, a $5 bet here and there. It's a respect thing. I don't care if it's 5 bucks, man. If you don't pay the $5, they're going to fight you. Because it becomes a respect thing, and respect is priceless. Fuck damn this $5 bet, nigga. You tell me you ain't going to pay me for the $5? And you get mad at me for harassing me for $5? Yeah, I shouldn't have to harass you for $5. You, we're all grown men and we're all rich. Give me my $5 <laughs> or I'm going to kick your ass. You know what I mean? It becomes very petty, but it's, it's, it's bigger than the pettiness. It's the principle behind it. Yeah. It's the principality, Smokey. <laughs> <laughs>